You have reached Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey, a ministry and podcast of the Discover Young Adults Ministry at the Preston Crest Church of Christ in Dallas, Texas. We meet at 945 on Sunday mornings, and we have small groups all throughout the week. We are located at Preston Road and Highway 635 in North Dallas. My name is Jacob Hawk. I'm the Young Adults Minister and the host of this podcast. It doesn't matter if you are single, dating, if you want to be dating, if you're married, if you want to be married, or if you're divorced, or if you're trying to figure out at what stage of life you are passing through. At the Discover Young Adults Ministry, we want to help you discover life, discover love, and discover the Lord. If I can help you or serve you in any way, or if I can pray for you, please email me at jacob at pressandcrest.org. Well, I want to thank you again for joining us today here at Road Talk, Navigating Your Journey. If you did not listen to the previous episode on Bible study, I encourage you to go back and listen to this great phrase and motto from Charles Spurgeon, who once said that a Bible that's falling apart belongs to someone who isn't. Today we're going to take a shift and talk more about prayer And hopefully after uh, the holidays at the beginning of the year, we will get back to our study over the pastoral epistles with Keith Harris. But the title of today's episode is 911 or 411. Two phone numbers provide callers immediate assistance. And we all dial them at least once in our lives. The first is 911. By dialing 911, we are connected to dispatch who connects us to the lifeline of the fire department or the EMS or the police. And we owe these heroes great respect. But the second number is 411. Have you ever heard someone say, Give me the 411? What do they mean? They want information. And it's not just a slogan. In days gone by, 411 was the phone number for directory assistance. Now that service has been almost completely replaced by Google and other search engines. But before the days of the internet, especially smartphones, 411 was the cat's meow if you needed information. There's only one problem with dialing 411. There was then, and there still is now, if you can find a way to do it. It cost a lot of money. You see, we dial 911 for intervention, or we dial 411 for information. But when we think about our prayer life with God, we can dial those same two numbers. Sometimes we're in a crisis and we need rescuing. So we use 911 for his intervention. Sometimes we're just confused and we need his guidance. So we use 411 for his information. But are those prayers equally important? Is one better than the other? Well, we certainly have several examples of 911 prayers in Scripture. 
Many of them are from the pen of David in Psalms when David panicked from his surroundings and challenging situations as king. In fact, listen to his plea for rescue in Psalm 7, beginning in verse 1. O Lord my God, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me, or they will tear me like a lion and rip me to pieces with no one to rescue me. Now remember, this prayer was coming from a man who tore apart lions with his own hands. David was scared. Or the story of Daniel and the lion's den in Daniel chapter 6. The Babylonian king made an edict that no one could pray to the God of Israel. Well, as you know, Daniel continued to pray to God three times a day. But we read this in Daniel chapter 6, verse 11, that they found Daniel praying and asking God for help. Even Paul prayed his own 911 prayer in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 with his thorn in the flesh. Now, God's answer was no. God said, I'm not removing that problem because my grace is sufficient for you. But three times Paul prayed a 911 prayer. And we've all prayed those prayers before. Maybe we felt like we were in danger. Or we were in a hospital room where we pleaded for God to heal our loved one. Or even when we were just anxious or nervous and we needed God's peace, we wanted God to so desperately intervene and come to our rescue. 911 prayers are pretty self-explanatory. But what do 411 prayers look like? Well, a 411 prayer is when we plead for God to show us what to do, to guide our steps, our path, our whole discernment process. Some will say, no, we don't pray like that. And we shouldn't think we can because God gives us all of those answers in Scripture. Well, if that's true, then why does James, the brother of Jesus, write in James chapter 1, verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. When James tells people to ask God for wisdom, is James telling them to ask God for a Bible? Or for a Bible study? Or just for some great understanding in life? I think it's the last one. James says two chapters later in James chapter 3 verse 13 that those who are truly wise show their wisdom through a good life and through deeds done in humility. And he says four verses later in James 3.17 that the wisdom which comes from heaven is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial, and sincere. Now let me be clear, according to 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3, God's divine power and our knowledge of him gives us everything we need for godliness. We have a manual for godly living, and that's what we talked about in last episode. If your Bible's falling apart, your life probably isn't because you've been in the Word. But there are still problems, situations, challenges that Scripture does not always address directly. In fact, if you've been in Churches of Christ for a long time, you know that we sing a song in our songbook that speaks to this idea 
And we may get caught up in the beauty of the music because it is a beautiful song and miss the words. But that's exactly what we're saying. It's from the old hymn, Break Thou the Bread of Life. In the chorus of that song, we sing these words. Beyond the sacred page, I seek thee, Lord. Now listen to that again. Beyond the sacred page, I seek thee, Lord. Is that possible? Can we seek God beyond the sacred page? The page referring to Scripture? Well, sure we can. In fact, Alton Howard changed that song when he published a songbook years ago, and he changed the words of that song to read in this way, Within the sacred page I seek thee, Lord. Because Howard did not agree with the thought of going beyond the sacred page. But we go beyond the sacred page all the time to seek the wisdom of God. Now, I'm not saying that the Bible is insufficient. The Bible is infallible. And it's useful for everything in life. I'm just saying that there's sometimes that we can't always turn to a book, chapter, and verse and say, there's the answer. For example, what about when you're trying to raise a rebellious teenager and figure out the best way to discipline them or guide them through the challenges of the teenage years? The best times to say no and the best times to say yes. What passage are you going to turn to for that one? And no, stoning your children in the Old Testament doesn't count. Or what about changing jobs? Should I move my family? Which book is that one found in? Is it in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Maybe it's in one of the prophets. Or what about finding the right words to say to a friend seeking God or someone who is even turning away from God? Which passage provides you the script for that conversation? The exact words to say. Is it in there? Maybe it's in a different translation. No? Then what's the problem? Not every situation is specifically spelled out in Scripture. Not every example is explained. That's why James says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should pray, and God will give it. It is a 4-1-1 prayer. So there are 9-1-1 prayers for intervention, and there are 4-1-1 prayers for information. So which one's more important? Is one better than the other? Well, not necessarily. It doesn't have to be either or. Sometimes we need to be rescued. Sometimes we need to be guided. And prayer is the solution both times. But I will say this. If we always pray for intervention, but we never pray for information we probably aren't deepening our relationship with God. I'll say that again. If we always pray for intervention, but we never pray for information, we probably aren't deepening our relationship with God. If you only dial God when you need something, you've kind of just turned him into a genie in a bottle or an insurance agent. 
But if you dial God because you really desire to better serve Him, glorify Him, honor Him, then He's truly your Father. I heard a preacher once say, the main purpose of prayer is not to tell God what we want. It's for God to tell us what He wants. You thought about that? The main purpose of prayer is not to tell God what we want, but for Him to tell us what He wants? What if instead of praying for a new job, we prayed for God to show us how to be better at the one that we currently have? Or instead of praying for our friends or our family to change, we prayed for God to show us how we can help change them? Or even praying for the church to be stronger. What if we prayed for God to show us specifically how we can better build up the church with our own gifts and talents and passions? If we transform our mindset, we transform our prayer life. Because then we aren't just praying, God, help me. Then we're praying, God, show me. Show me how I can be a better disciple of yours. But if we truly believe that, if we truly believe that we should pray more for information than for intervention, we're going to be faced with the dilemma. How do I know when God answers? Or even how God answers? To be honest, I don't have a perfect explanation for that one. No one really does. Here are a few things I know. I know that not that God will never answer in such a way that contradicts His will or His word. I know that God is not going to speak to us in human sentences or words outside of Scripture. He's not going to send you an email. He's not going to put a note on your pillow at night. Will he urge you? Will he lead you? Will he providentially make things come together in ways that you can't understand? Yes, I believe that he's going to do all of those things. But I also know that it takes great faith on our part to wholeheartedly believe that when we pray a 411 prayer, when we ask God for his information, for his wisdom, he's not going to leave us on hold. He will give us the answers that we seek. But we must have the faith to put it into action. I've told this story many times before in sermons that I've preached, classes that I've taught, but as one who loves American history, it's a story that really pulls on my heart. During one of the darkest days of the Civil War, one of Abraham Lincoln's top advisors ran up to him and said, Mr. President, I sure hope that the Lord is on our side. And Abraham Lincoln responded by saying, Mr. Advisor, I hope that we are on the Lord's side. We need to be on the Lord's side. And prayer is one of the best ways for us to be there. In fact, prayer is the most powerful weapon in the world 
at our disposal. And its trigger is pulled by the faith of God's people. Why don't we use it more? May we pray without ceasing. Not just the 911 prayers for intervention, but more importantly, the 411 prayers for information. Prayers that not only say, help me, but prayers that say, show me. As we sing in the great old hymn, Lord, we come before thee now, and at thy feet we humbly bow. I hope that you have had a great week. I pray that you will have a great week to come. May God bless you. Merry Christmas from Road Talk. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. And we look forward to talking to you next time in 2023. As always, keep your eyes on heaven. And I will talk to you, Lord willing, next year.